Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to the very first happy hour of the month of February, 2021. Today is a very fun show with my friend Annie F. Downs. But first, I want to ask you this. Have you guys seen the big thing that happened to us in February? And that is that my new talk show, The Jamie Ivey Show, was released this week, you guys. Just on Monday, we released it on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, head over there now. It's youtube.com slash Jamie Ivey. It's called The Jamie Ivey Show. The first episode that we're airing is a super fun one with a friend of mine who is an Olympic athlete. And let me tell you, I was so intrigued with what it means to be an Olympic athlete. So check it out youtube.com slash Jamie Ivy. I think you're going to love it. Also, what you're going to love is the conversation today. My friend, your friend, Annie F. Downs, we joke about how so many of our podcast listeners, she's a host of the podcast called That Sounds Fun. So many of you guys also love her and so many of her listeners also love this show. And so it's always fun when we get together. Annie's been on before and today we spend a lot of time talking about fun. She released a book just yesterday, you guys, it came out. It's called That Sounds Fun, The Joys of Being an Amateur, The Power of Falling in Love, and Why You Need a Hobby. Annie and I spend time today talking about why it is that we need to have fun. Maybe we don't have time for it or we think that it's not going to happen. She tells a great story about how something she thought was going to meet her expectation didn't, and she still found fun in it. We also had a great conversation about maybe there's some things in our lives that we put on this shelf of, you know what, when this happens, then I'll do that. And then at the end, we talk about why it's important that we need a hobby. And you guys, there was such a good conversation with Annie. You guys already love her. You're going to love this conversation. Check out her new book. It just came out yesterday. And check out the new Jamie Ivey show. Just came out this week as well. Go to youtube.com slash Jamie Ivey. All right. Here is my super fun conversation with my friend, Annie F. Downs. Annie F. Downs, welcome back to the happy hour. Listen, this is my happiest hour. So I am very, very thrilled to be here. This is always fun. You know what's so fun about you and I is, I don't know if you get this, but a lot of people tell me like, you're in Annie shows. Like, yes. that sounds fun. The happy hour, I got to get them in. And I'm telling you, I feel such an honor to be like, Annie and I, we got some good shows going on. And yes. look, you're on my show today. Yes, I absolutely love it. You know, there's this new chart that there are... Fallon, who works for us, that runs the That Sounds Fun Network, finds all this cool podcasty stuff online. First of online. all, time out real quick. When you said Fallon, I totally thought you were going down like a Jimmy Fallon type of, oh, of way here. I was like, Jimmy days. Fallon? You have a connection? <laughs> and I just call him Fallon. Can you imagine if I was <laughs> right. like, so me and Fallon? No, no, no. Right. There is a woman named Fallon who works in my office for the That Sounds Fun Network. She's the director. And she found this chart and it tells you where what who listens to your show what else they listen to and the closer oh. they are to your little mini their little mini picture is the more uh-huh. people share and the further they are it's like well two people both listen to y'all you and right, i yours right. is right next to mine <laughs> we share Isn't all the fun humans that we get to do this yes. i love it i love it 
It's so fun. Um, okay, well, today is February 3rd, and yesterday you released a new project that yes. I know that you are so excited about. Um, it is your newest book called That Sounds Fun, The Joys of Being an Amateur, The Power of Falling in Love, and Why You Need a Hobby. And Annie, I read your whole book, Thank and you. I was so encouraged by it and loved it, and it's going to be such an encouragement to other people. How are you feeling about this book? Now, here's that's like I feel like it's like asking a parent, which are you happy with this new kid you have? Is he better than the other ones you've had? But you've written some books and done some things. What are you feeling right now about this project? Yeah, I I am so excited. This thing keeps happening, Jamie, when I'm getting to talk to our friends like this for these recorded conversations. And and even when I'm just out and about and people have gotten to read the book or listen to the audiobook, because if they pre-ordered it, they could listen to the audiobook. And is that people are having these light bulb moments and sometimes they're happening right in front of me as I'm kind of like fun coaching them. And every time it happens, it makes me go like, oh, this thing does matter as much as I thought it did. Oh Mm. my gosh. Like Sadie and I had that moment on her show. Well, that's good. Where this moment where she was like, oh, that, wait, I can do that. That's what that means. And so these light bulb moments around fun are like, very fun for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so, so I'm really excited. I'm just excited seeing people. Someone tagged me yesterday on Instagram with a little sourdough starter and was like, I'm picking up a new hobby. People tag me all the time in these fun things they're doing. And I didn't think about that and I'm having the best time with it. Okay, so here's my question. The book, That Sounds okay. Fun, your podcast, all the things about fun. You you call yourself, you know, the you're, you just love fun and you talk yes. about it a lot in your book. I'm 42. Is Do you think some people as they get older think they're not allowed to have fun in certain times of life or in certain situations? Because I look at my kids and they're all teenagers and I even remember as a child, like fun is just what your day is. I mean, for the most part, there's exceptions, yes. obviously. But for the most part, life is just fun. I mean, high school was fun. College was fun. And then as you get older, you have commitments and more things on your plate. Do you think people struggle with finding fun? Yeah, because honestly, if you look back to college, it feels like that. If you think back and try to feel what you felt in college, it didn't feel like that. Right. Mm. I mean, we were having fun, but I remember feeling stressed and I went to class four hours a day or something ridiculously <laughs> low. Like I took a nap almost every day and I felt stressed in college. What is this like? Right. And right. so it, it, it is the same thing as like, do we have enough money to have a kid? You're never going to have enough money to have a kid. And so you just need to do it. Do I have enough time to have fun? Do I have enough space to have fun? You're never actually going to have that. So you mm. just have to start making it. So I absolutely think, I mean, how many of our friends say to us, I'm not the fun mom. Well, yes, you actually really are to your kids because you're the only mom. And so Mm -hmm. you are the disciplinary mom and you are the food mom and you are the um, help them get ready in the morning mom, but you are also the fun mom. There is something you do that your kids think is fun. You just have decided that that's the problem, Jamie, is we all set this level of like, if my kids don't meet princesses at Disney World every July, I'm not fun. And that's not real. And Mm -hmm. so it's almost about like, remove this scale you've built of what is fun Mm -hmm. and what isn't fun because you've built a leveling thing that isn't true. And instead, really ask yourself, what sounds fun to me? And what do my kids think is fun? Or what do I think is fun? And then do that. And you it will get back into your life. 
You know, that's funny that you say that. I remember one time, one of my kids was talking about how all of their friends have been snow skiing. And listen, we've never taken our kids snow skiing for a lot of reasons. Listen, when, if I, you put me on skis on a slope, I oh. think I'm 19. I'm going to go out there and think I'm trying out for the Olympics. I'm going to break my back. I'm going to end up in the hospital. Right. I that's cannot expensive. control myself on skis, okay? No. But we take our kids to Mexico. And so I had to remind myself, like, okay, so they've never been snow skiing. Okay, they've been to Mexico twice in the past two years. Right. Give me a freaking break, right? Okay, so we're right. having fun. Um, and I, I love that you're doing it. I think it's like a muscle. Like, we have to use this 100%. muscle to get it to work. And I, I saw that a lot in your book of you pointing out, here are the different things that I didn't even know I would find fun in. And then there yeah. they were. Uh, one of my favorite ones when you were talking about, and I put this title here. I don't know what the title is. Like, Finding Fun in the Unexpected is how I kind of read it. It was your Dollywood yeah. experience. Yeah. And you tell this whole story of how you had these expectations and they didn't get met. But at the None end of the day, of them ended got up met. Being, None of them. Right. And so can you tell that story real quick? Because yes. I loved it because I thought that is my life. I look and I'm like, well, it didn't go how it was planned. But man, it was fun anyways. What happened with you yeah. guys? And it's funny you're saying that because I'll, I'll tell you the Dollywood story, but also in in that sounds fun the book and all these pages you saw them there all these like 4000 of my podcast listeners submitted what sounded fun to them and it's so good and and so they're typed all up throughout the book they're everywhere and why that mattered to me is i wanted every single person who gets this book to find one other person that has fun like them mm, like 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 you may see like rachel she wants to have a murder she wrote marathon exactly Somebody else in the world <laughs> thinks Murder, She Wrote is great to watch. And so they go, yes. oh, look, someone else has fun like me. Because some people are Mexico and some people are snow skiing. And some people are trying a new recipe in their kitchen. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, Dollywood, here's the story. I got invited and with some of my friends to go be an extra in Christmas at Dollywood, which was a Hallmark movie in 2019. Which, it, fun fact, yes. real quick, Annie, I've been an extra in a movie as well. What? Which one? Ten Cup. Kevin Costner years ago. <laughs> yes. Do you remember this movie? Yes, of course. I was there. I was in high school. My parents let me skip school. It was so fun. So carry on. What did Get you to- do? Well, we were along the golf course. And so the fun part about it for me was we could go to the little food stands and just get whatever we wanted yeah. all day long. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Can as you like see a yourself? year old kid. No, no, no. There's thousands of people there. Yeah. But so anyhow. similar story. So the expectation was, oh, man, this is going to be a great <laughs> last chapter of That Sounds Fun. Like I knew this was going to be how the book ended. It ended mm-hmm. with me being in a Hallmark Christmas movie at my favorite theme park, Dollywood, which is for people who don't know, Dollywood is Dolly Parton's theme park in East Tennessee, kind of between Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. So we get there and as the day goes on, more and more extras are showing up and it's raining. So all the big outdoor scenes are getting pushed to day two of filming and we aren't going to be there for day two. We're only there for one day. So as the day goes on, we keep not getting picked to be in the movie to the point, Jamie, where... I mean, we have been, my friends and I have been sitting in the same restaurant at Dollywood. And Dollywood's closed. It's just open for the filming of the movie. So we're sitting in this restaurant for like 10 hours. We've walked out once. And other than that, we're just sitting in a restaurant. None of the rides are working. You can't get cinnamon bread. It's not like you can have a day at Dollywood. You just have to wait. Well, they we are the only people left. They've brought everyone else out to a scene. And so finally, we're like, I we text our connector. And I explain why we text her in the book. But we text the woman, who Amber, who had this all set up for us. She comes and gets us. And we end up not being in the scene. But we're behind the director and the cameraman. And we're watching how the movie 
is being created. And we end up, we're standing next to Niall, who's the main guy, and watching him eat his first moon pie ever because he's a Canadian. And it's hysterical. (laughs) And you're like, I can't take pictures. I can't take video. And then straight ahead of me, one minute later, about 10 feet ahead of me, is Dolly Parton. And I love Dolly Parton. Love Dolly Parton. (laughs) And I, I couldn't believe it. And I just thought, none of my expectations got met. I'm not in the movie. You cannot see me. I tried my best. I'm not in Dollywood, Christmas at Dollywood, though it is a very good Hallmark movie. But I got to watch a Canadian actor. The, it's the same guy that is in all of Candace Cameron Bure's mystery ones, Aurora Tea Gardens. It's that guy. Aurora, yeah. Uh-huh. I watched him try his first moon pie, and I saw Dolly Parton up close for an hour and a half. I mean, it was mm-hmm. awesome. I love it. That I love it. This is great. Have you been to Dollywood yet? Yes. When we lived in Nashville, we went when the kids were little. It's yeah. so fun, It's just right? a blast. It's a blast. It's a blast. It's a blast. But I, I've never had a moon pie, though. I'll tell you that much. I've never had a moon pie, which what? I know. It's weird. I know. Okay, I don't even know how I lived in Nashville shipping for five moon years. <laughs> Wait, do you know what it is? Moon pie. Well, I'm imagining that it's like chocolate with cream in it or something. Yeah, you're right. It's which a graham that might cracker. Be like an or- I'm thinking of an Oreo. No, no, no. Think graham cracker circle about the size yeah. of your palm. Uh put marshmallow on top of it like a blob of marshmallow and then dip Uh the whole thing and then another sorry and then another graham cracker and smush it like a sandwich and dip the whole thing in chocolate so it's basically a chocolate covered s'more yes ma'am it's a s'more it's a version of a s'more yeah but if you think i'm kidding that a box is on the way to y'all i am not (laughs) i cannot wait a box of moon pies is on the way to the office If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm 
to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, I want to read something from your book. You talk about the power of falling in love. You said this, you want to learn to have fun, fall in love. Fall in love over and over every day with something and maybe someone. Yes, it's going to hurt. But here's the thing about love and vulnerability and saying yes to the big feelings, even when they are scary. It makes your heart beat hard and fast. And that's a good reminder that you're not dead because you aren't. The thing you thought would kill you did not kill you. You lived. You are living. I hope every time you fall in love with a new pair of shoes or a soccer team or a person who has treated you better than you thought you could be treated reminds you of how very alive you are. In that same chapter, you said that you love big. Yeah. And I think that would be something that people would know about you if they know you in person or even just listen to your show or reading your books. But you also said you used to feel bad about that. Yeah. Why did you used to feel bad about loving big and loving hard? And my after question was that is what changed? You know, I think, I wonder if you experienced this too, because our personalities are really similar. I I just got to where, I think the reason I was embarrassed by it is I could never hide what I was feeling. Not like I had a resting, you know what face or that, uh-huh. or that like, oh, you can tell on her face what she feels. But like, I just couldn't play the game very well with men of like, I wasn't thirsty. I just could never pretend like I wasn't glad to be with them. And yeah. I, when I like a friend and I'm happy to be around someone, I can't pretend I'm not and play it cool, you know? And so as I was growing up, I felt like I missed out on the chip that is put in humans to play it cool. Mm. About a restaurant, about a sports team, about a romantic partner, about uh, anything. I, I felt like I didn't get that chip put in me by God and that I was going to miss out because everyone else was cooler than me. But I think the thing that changed, I mean, I moved to Nashville 13 years ago, 2008, and I mean, when people say, where'd you grow up? I'm always like, well, I was born in Georgia and spent the first 27 years of my life in Georgia, but I grew up in Nashville. <laughs> like mm, when yeah. I got here, I grew up. And yeah. part of that growing up was learning to love the pieces of the way God made me that were not a mistake that felt problematic. <laughs> and mm. one of those was, those was the missing cool chip. I felt like with the missing cool chip, 
once I went like, well, what would it be like if it was like great that people knew how you felt about them? What would it be like if if the whole world knew what you loved? And the way it actually plays out, Jamie, is it is my greatest superpower because we say this here at the office all the time and our like our mission statement is I'm a bridge. I bridge people to things and people that I love. And my hope is if someone shows up to my podcast and is brand new to thinking about Jesus, I bridge them to John Mark Comer, or I bridge them to Christine Kane. You know, I bridge them to people who will tell them exactly. I'll tell them about Jesus, but I'll bridge them to pastors who are in preachers, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's actually the missing chip is probably your superpower, right? And so I once I switched that, but that particular story was a man I was seeing said to me, I mean, I can totally tell what you think you're you wear your heart on your sleeve all the time and my first reaction was shame i was Mm. like oh i'm so and this was like not that many years ago you you know the story you like you watched some of this with me it Mm -hmm. is not that many years ago and i was like oh that's embarrassing i was like you you, actually no it's not i will actually with that i will my my cool chip is not missing it is my superpower. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that you get to go home and not lay in bed and wonder what I think is actually a gift I give people. Mm. And so there is no one in my life who who gets butterflies in their stomach because they aren't sure if I care for them. I'm not going to be that friend. And so I'll give butterflies for other reasons, I hope, but not because you're yeah. wondering yeah. how you how I feel about you. Yeah. And which so, is a gift to your friends. It's a yes, gift to your it's friends. It's a gift. And yeah. so all of us, every single one of us, feel like we have a missing chip, a missing thing that God did not include when he made us. And the reality is that is your superpower. And mm. that is the thing you were born to tell us about and to show us and to give to the world. Did you learn some of that when you were at Onsite? You talk about that in your book. That's why I'm yeah, bringing that up. Yeah, I think Onsite helped a ton. I yeah. think, I mean, I've been in counseling. I started going to counseling in 2013 pretty regularly. But I, but b- when you go for a week and you don't have your phone, it's a little different than going for an hour, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm like you. I read about it and I'm like, please, no one ever tell me ever I, need I need to go. To go. Because <laughs> I, no, nobody come over. Don't come at me and tell me anything I should go. Stay away because from Mike I'm like Foster. you. <laughs> Yes, I read this in your book and I thought, oh my gosh, you said this. You said, you got to know this about me. Historically, I do not like pain. Yeah. I do not like digging too deep into my past because I'm afraid of revealing things that I've forgotten that are painful and better left there in the past. I worry that there is something that has hurt me, but I don't know what it is. So why pick a scab when I don't have to? I read that and I was like, "Uh, that's me. Hello. Yes. That's me too. Yes. But on the other side of that, you had to have, it had to have been worth it. Oh my gosh. Uh, The thing Onsite says is that they give you tools and language for to understand your story better. And that is what Can I Can you say what Onsite is real quick? Yeah, sorry. It's like a week-long... The particular program I did that a lot of people do to to start is called Living Centered Program. And, and at Living Centered, you're there for four or five days. I think it's five days now is the length of it instead of a whole week. And, and it's really just a, a deep dive into your own story, into your own history, and kind of why you do what you do now. And I, we wonder if you go back and look at why you did it then and what happened happened, how that's affecting your today. So they they often say they don't change your life 180 degrees when you leave, but they change your life two degrees. And mm. that two degrees of work that between your small group, your therapist that's in your group, the pe- interactions you have with the staff and the other people, if you le- and the work you've choose to do, if you leave mm-hmm. 2% different, 
over time, 2%, you know, if you leave Antarctica and you're off by 2%, you're not coming back to the U.S. You're going to right. Africa, you know, right. you're going to mm-hmm. have a totally different destination. And so, so it's just, a, it, it really changed me and it, it gave me tools and language. I still use some of the language. One of the things they say a lot is I don't have that to give. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that I don't want to, it's that I actually just don't have that conversation to give. Someone the other day said, do you think you need to talk to him? And I was like, I, I am empty emotionally in this category right now. I just literally don't have it to give when I have it to give, I'll give it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it, it helped me so much. And when you look so deep at your own story, I don't think I could have written this book without the week at onsite, because Mm -hmm. when you look so deep into your own story, there's parts of it, you forgive and there's parts you love. And there are parts of my story that I went, I didn't realize how great that was, how Mm -hmm. great that experience was, how great that person was. And I came out a different person. And I am I am sure that God used that week to shape some things in me that will change me forever. I love that. Well, you tell a story in there about at the end, you spent some time alone and you said uh, that you were taking some things off of what you had on the quote unquote, when I get married shelf. Yeah. And I found that to be so interesting when you talked about that, because I wonder how many people have these shelves of when this happens. Yes. And it might not be marriage. It could be when I have kids or when I get this job when or when I graduate college, this thing. whatever. Yep. For you, it was this when I get married shelf, but fill in the blank for whatever it is. Why was that such a big deal? You know, because I think at this point in my life, I, I really want to get married. I think I'd like to have kids. I'm 40. And so I've been wanting that for a long time now. I've been a grown up out of my parents' house for over, over half my life. And not that I was a grown up that whole time, but I was out of my parents' <laughs> house for over half my life. My peers were getting married for over half my life. Right. And over the years, uh, the majority of things have come off that shelf. I want to see, I want to go to Africa. That came off that shelf of something that you do. You know, I want to buy this or go there or meet this person or have this experience. And those things come off the shelf because you, you kind of understand the longer you live that those shelves of things we save for certain experiences needs to be a very short shelf. (laughs) Like it needs Mm -hmm. to hold very few things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but God does intend for us to save some things for sacred relationships and sacred opportunities, but not not as many things as I was, right? And in fact, even some of my friends are uh, adopting before they're getting married. They're yeah. uh, having kids in, thanks to science before they're getting mm-hmm. married, like yeah. kind of taking things off that shelf that they yeah. feel is right for them. And Jamie, I just, I'm with you that I, I think you're right. When I talk to my friends, there are so many of us that for a thousand different reasons have said, well... When this, then this, even though the open door for the thing is right in front of you, you know, like, okay, well, when I have this amount of money, then we will get pregnant. Well, you just got a positive pregnancy test, sis. You're like, (laughs) it's happening. Or Mm -hmm. when we, you know, when I pay off this and this, and when, when I get married, then I'll go to culinary school. But also you Googled the culinary school in your town and you can get a full ride. So, you know, I mean, it's like, I keep thinking about this, that verse that Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, but it doesn't say, just wait on me and I'll come to you. It says, hey, Mm. take a step, take a step toward me and I'll give you the thing that you need the most. And so sometimes I think we avoid taking steps because we've put put something on a shelf that's for next time when the open door is literally right in front of you. 
It's so good. And I know that both of us have done that professionally. I know that when you first started, you took some big steps and it wasn't of when this happens, then I'll move to Nashville or then I'll start writing or then I'll start doing that. We just did that with the Jamie Ivey show. It was kind of like I kept waiting, like when this happens or when this happens. And finally, I was like, I think I'm just going to have to make a move here. Yes. Like, like, no, like no one's knocking down my door for anything. So how about we just do it, you know? And that's scary. So I think and it's just to give people... And it's the secrets of small businesses that everyone should know is like, you actually have to hire someone before you have money to hire someone. Because Tell them, Andy. the way a company grows is you put someone in a spot that is the right person in the right spot that will grow the company the way that job needs. And yep. so it is, it is that little step of like, hey, will you come on part-time and can I pay you this little bit for the first six months? Because I think you will pay yourself once this job gets going. And every time it happens. So good. Okay, before we talk about hobbies, I want to ask you okay. about that. That makes me think, how do you feel? Did you ever imagine Annie F. Downs running podcast network, writing books, speaking? No. You have employees. You have an <laughs> office. All these things. No. Do you ever wake up and go, what is this life I'm living? Yes, all the time. I mean, you two were both sitting in our offices in our podcast studios where we both used to do this at our dining room tables and yeah. still would if that's what the door that had still been open. And mm-hmm. and we may do that again. I mean, who knows? Right. I have a I have a couple of year lease on this building and then we'll see what happens. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I think one of the kindest things about God is he keeps surprising me with his plans that he already had. Mm. And and I don't really love the phrase like he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. I think that's a little bit Christiany, mm-hmm. and sometimes that stuff makes me feel mm-hmm. weird. But what mm-hmm. I do think is true is is God opens up doors and goes like, hey, do you want to walk through this? It doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. I'll meet you over there and I'll walk with you and I'll meet you and it'll be fun. And it just keeps being true. I mean, you you know this because we talk about this when you come through, when you've been in my studio and we've talked about our offices. Mm-hmm. I mean, my assistant Jenna and I were the only two people who worked in this five office office for the first three months, but we knew mm-hmm. God said yes to this when we walked in. And I was yeah. like, Lord, I don't know why you picked such a big office for me and Jenna. It is very quiet and very <laughs> empty. And I have no idea. And, and in a year, there are nine of us. And, they, mm. and we don't have enough space and we have people doubled up in offices. And I couldn't have dreamed that. And yeah. I don't know how long that'll be true. I don't know if we'll get bigger yeah. or smaller. I just know that we have people meeting the needs of my friends on the other side of books and podcasts and in ways that I wasn't able to do when it was just me. Yeah. And and so, gosh, I, can't, I have no idea where this thing's going. Getting, so if you fun. said to me, give me a five-year plan, I'd like, sure wish I could. I mean, we have, <laughs> we, we have things written down because we're responsible business people, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what Jesus is up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. For it. Yeah. I keep, little things keep happening. This happens to you too, too. This, this happens to you as well. We're like, you want to do a TV show. Mm-hmm. And we go, I, I'm sure you've prayed this too. And you go, okay, Lord, if you open the door, I'll do it. And I think, Lord, do you want Jamie to be the president of the United States? Do you want me to be the president of the United States someday? I mean, okay, if you open the door, you know, like it's a no for me, just in case anyone's wondering. A, I mean, but. it's kind of a no for me too. But honestly, you wouldn't say no if the Lord's if the Lord started asking you to walk toward doing politics, you wouldn't say no, Jamie. I wouldn't if it was the Lord. I wouldn't. If it but was I, the Lord. I there's no way in my right mind I can imagine the Lord doing that. 
Lord, we all, I, I we all to... stop right now and ask you to call Jamie into politics <laughs> just so that we have this moment recorded of how never say never with the G-O-D. I did almost run for school board once. See, that would have been my first step. <laughs> that counts. That counts. But it's stuff like that where you go like, I have no idea yeah. where this thing's going. But every time an idea drops in my head that's too big for me, all I say to God, I mean, if you want to do that, I'm willing. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm willing. Yeah. So yeah. you open the door. I'll I'll try. <laughs> it's fun. And just to encourage people like, like, you know, I, I'm the same way, too. I've got this idea in my head right now that I can't stop thinking about. And I'm just like, God, is this going to happen? Is this going to be what you want to do? Yeah. And just to encourage people, it's easier for me to entertain the idea because I've seen the faithfulness of God in other That's things. That's right. And listen, there's been plenty of ideas that have been thrown out here that were crumpled up and trashed <laughs> two minutes later, two months later, whatever 100%. else. But it is easier for me to entertain it now because I've seen the faithfulness of God. That's right. In the past. That's and exactly so. Right. That's encouraging. I want to ask you this. One time, a couple of years ago, Susie Davis. You know who Susie Davis yes. is? Oh, she's lovely. I spent a couple of days with her in Charleston last 2019. And man, it was just like a counseling session every yeah. minute. But I love Susie. But she asked me one time years ago on a podcast. She said, Jamie, do you have a hobby? And I said, what do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. She's like, well, do you have a hobby? Like something you just do mm. for fun? I was like, well, podcasting. She's like, no, that's your job. So do you have a hobby? And I left the show and went... I don't think I have a hobby. Yeah. Like I even, it it stopped me in my tracks of being like, what do I do that's fun? And so you you end your book with talking about, do you have a hobby? Yeah. And I know that moment was profound for me years ago with Susie. Why do you think that's so important for us to have a hobby? Gosh, there's a hundred reasons. I mean, one of them is the book starts, we're talking about the power of being an amateur and how much we need to start giving ourselves and each other permission to not be professional at every conversation or activity. (laughs) Like the only way we're going to really get into racial justice conversations is if we let each other not be professionals at it. And the only way we're going to really get into a new sport, if we're okay, is if we're not a professional. The only way we try new recipes is if we give ourselves permission to not know how to do it before we've done it. And and I think hobbies do that for you. Hobbies remind you of something you're learning to do and to remember you're a learner. To other people, that's a very impressive stance. And to Mm -hmm. yourself, it's a very helpful stance to remember that we are always learning. Um, I also think hobbies make space. It's The definition of a hobby is something that you do for fun, that you do not turn professional in, you do not make money at, and you do not, uh, you do not judge it necessarily, right? Like you can be a painter, but the minute you put the painting into a contest, you've kind of become a professional. Right. Right. Or the minute that this is what we do to people, right? Your your listeners and my listeners are these kind of people where they started making like scarves just 15 years ago, just for friends when it got cold. And someone Uh said, have you ever thought about opening an Etsy store? Uh-huh. And they did. And now it's their full-time job. And they went to Christy Wright's business boutique. And now <laughs> yeah. they know how to make it a successful business. And good on you. You and I yeah. would not have jobs if we had not taken what we did as as hobby amateurs and made it professional. But we right. can't do that with everything. I've yeah. started cross-stitching again. I'm not going to... I love it so much. I'm having the best time. It is like making the cutest little, I made Christmas ornaments for all my cousins. I made a Hamilton project for like, literally you just go on Etsy and all these people that are professionals now uh-huh. have created cross stitch patterns that you buy for $5 that are every kind of cool, like 
You can do the presidents. You can do stuff from Hamilton. You can do flowers, kind of anything. It's very fun. Do you have the big magnifying glass that you put around Not your yet, neck? Not yet, but I you... do want it. <laughs> <laughs> our our like mutual it. friend, Nancy Mattingly, who you know, I mean, yes. is there a woman that behind the scenes has more influence in the world? Oh, I can't I, imagine. If, if I could show you my text messages. I and 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 I and I used to think it was just me. And then I'd meet people like you. And I'd be like, oh, Nancy texts me all the time, too. I'm uh-huh. like... Wow, I thought it was just me. Oh, but me no, and Angie Smith is... got, were on a plane together, and we got off at baggage claim and got the same Bible verse at the same time from Nancy. We were like, busted, Nancy. She's the best. She's yeah, the best. She's the best. She's the best. But the best. she used to cross stitch, too, and she was like, I just can't see as well anymore. Like, it's so small. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a magnifying glass you can wear around your neck. I want it so bad. But the yeah. thing I love about having a hobby, the other thing, I love puzzles. I love playing outside. So many people forget how much they loved playing outside as mm. kids. Um, yeah. But I love all of that and and what it does is make space it just it makes me get off my phone for a minute it yeah. makes me think it makes me quiet it makes me um makes is not the word i don't like to make people or should people but you know it it, it invites it helps me. you it yeah. helps facilitate it, it yeah it yeah. helps me to do something matt, matt to do something with my hands matt chandler taught me uh this phrase if you sat if you work with your hands, Sabbath with your mind. And if Mm. you work with your mind, Sabbath with your hands. And so while I do type every day and, you know, everybody really uses both. So don't like get super technical listeners. People buzz me all the time. Like, well, I'm a doctor and I do both. I'm like, pump the brakes. Just, just rest, (laughs) please. Just save somebody. Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) But, but so for me, because most of my job involves thinking, getting to do cross stitch where my hand or puzzles where my hands are cooking or gardening where my hands are doing something it is a different kind of rest and a different kind of fun and and that's what hobbies do they they fill the gaps in your life that you keep falling into that's so good i think i just found myself a new hobby let me tell you about it yes i watched i was going to ask you what you ended up doing what the end of the hobby story was Uh, i took my first pilates class yesterday annie okay have you done pilates yeah did you do it on a reformer or on the floor is there a machine? Oh, girl, a machine. that's scary to me. You can fall. Okay, well, like let me tell enough. you. I took the class. It was an intro class. It was an intro class to teach you, do you want to do this? Okay. So as soon as it was done, of course, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this because I think I can do everything. Uh-huh, I remember great. the ski story. Like, if I go skiing, I think I'm an Olympian, right? Yep. Um, and you. so I, I signed up for a three-month trial. And when I was up at the front checking out, the lady that was checking me out, there's levels at this place. Uh-huh. One, one and a half, two, three. So I said, well, I'm going to start at a one. And the lady asked the person who was just teaching me, how soon do you think she'll move up to a two? I literally was like, she's going to say I should start at a two. Like she's going to say uh-huh. she watched me do it and she was so sure, impressed. Yeah, of course. Literally, I'll be a two yeah. in no time. She was like, probably like five to ten weeks. And I was like, <gasps> girl. I really looked at her like, you're so rude. And so when you're talking about hobby, it made me think that all of a sudden yesterday, if this was a new hobby, I was wanting to be really good at it on my very first time. Yes, yes. And so I was forgetting about the amateur and I was like, I'm going to be the best Pilates person that that studio has ever seen. Yes. Which, A, it was my first time to do Pilates in my entire life. At 42, I think I got a while to be a professional. Thank you. But it was just, when you said that, it made me think I skipped the amateur and I wanted to be a professional Pilates instructor within 25 minutes. And we do that. And and you're so true is we think if we don't do it perfect, 
we can't do it. Now, can we back up and can I fun coach you for just a second? Go for it. Um, I think Pilates is a great one. Any kind of physical movement is a great hobby. As long as you can keep it amateur, as long as you cannot make yourself, I'm not trying to make my body look like this. I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to win a race. I'm not trying to get to three. I, I am doing this because I'm loving moving my body on this machine. See, that's my problem because when I would go run with a girlfriend, she wouldn't even have a stopwatch. And I was like, well, don't you need to know how fast she went so uh-huh. you know if you went faster than the time uh-huh. before? So I'm always competing with myself. So And you can do that. I think that's great. Just just don't let that be your only don't don't let that be your only hobby. But I want to okay. back up to you and Aaron watching a show together. Okay. So tell me why that so you said, I don't know if I I don't know if that counts or not, and then you moved on. So I want to back uh-huh. up to does that count okay. or not? If that uh-huh. sounds fun to you, the next question I want to ask you is why? What is fun about watching a show with Aaron? Uh, because we don't watch very much TV in our house. And so it's just alone time with Aaron and I. And I get to be with him and I like quality time. Are y'all watching the same thing? Yeah, we're together yeah. watching the same show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we just finished Defending Jacob. Oh, I've heard it's great. I haven't watched it yet. It's so great. Go look. Okay. Go watch it. Okay. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I think people a lot of times think TV and technology need to be turned off if it's a real good hobby. And if you're really right. having fun, you've walked away from all technology. And if you said to me, there's a couple ways I'd say, let's fix this because if something's broken. If you said, he's watching something on the iPad, I'm watching something on the TV and we're in two different rooms for three hours a night. That, no, that that's to me, miserable. that sounds like there may be some conversations to be had in the home about how you're doing it. Because if that's what you want to do, fine. But let's talk about how you can add community to your hobby. But y'all are doing that because you're together. You're probably having snacks. You're having conversation and you're having a great time. So do that. If y'all do that every night for three hours and you're not exercising and you're not making anything with your hands and you're not uh, ever outside, again, let's make some adjustments. But watching a show. So there's, you know, I live by myself, not married, no kids yet. And so watching shows for me can either be escapism Or Mm -hmm. if I'm watching it in community and it's something I can talk to my friends about, even though I'm home alone, it can be a really fine hobby. Now, if I do five hours a night, that's a problem. But (laughs) if my friends and I are all on Marco Polo talking about the same show, then that slides into hobby category. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Totally makes so sense. So you and Aaron are doing it. Y'all are doing yeah. it. This is great. You are, you have a hobby that is really fun and builds your marriage and gives you time together. And you're doing it at a, in a with healthy boundaries around it. Full support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.
Annie, okay, I'm always asking people, what are you loving? What are you reading? What is going on in your world that you want to tell me about? What am I reading? I'm reading Charles Martin's They Turned the World Upside Down about the disciples in the book of oh. Acts. He had a book. He's a novel writer, but he wrote a nonfiction last year called What If It's True? And he kind of, as a novelist storyteller, tells you the story of the Gospels. And this As book, a novel. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't make anything up, except he says like, yeah. I mean, they probably were read because this was historical. Like he does tons of research. It's awesome. So it's like historical fiction almost. But yeah. except it's the Gospels. Yeah. And he does the same. And they turn the world upside down. It is Acts, the book of Acts. And so I'm really enjoying that. Our book club is reading a book called Chasing the Scream about um, the war on drugs in the 90s and how that still mm. affects us now. It's very yep. different compared to how our book club used to pick books, but everyone's trying. They're trying. They're, we're being amateurs it. at hard conversations. And so a I bunch of white girls are reading about that. And I'm very proud of the one who picked it and that the rest of us all jumped in. So yeah. Uh, what else am I loving right now? Have you seen 13th? No. On Netflix? No. Should I? I think I? I'm saying the name of that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they talk about war on drugs a little bit. Ah, it might okay. it might enhance your reading. Yeah. yeah okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I also am learning to grill chicken. I've never really grilled chicken well. It's very hard. Or like baked chicken. I don't do raw meat. I don't do raw meat. So if, it, if I have to touch meat or make it well done, no. I'm going to make it so crispy <laughs> that you can hardly chew it so that nobody gets salmonella. Like I just, I can't handle it. Yeah. Our mutual friend, Kendra Adachi, Lazy Genius, has like a whole podcast episode on chicken. And so, but I like baking chicken breasts and I'm just really trying to perfect it. I bought a thermometer, all the things. I'm like, <gasps> good. I'm going for it. On chicken okay. breast. That's my other fun thing. Okay. That's what I'm loving right now. Do you have an Instant Pot? Um, I do have an Instant Pot. Okay, because I can do chicken in that and I feel safe about it. How? So you just, tell me what you do. Talk me through it. Um, I have a little Instant Pot cookbook and I follow it word by oh, word because cooking okay. stresses me out. But you can put frozen chicken in there. I will do like chicken and like, I'll make it for my kids usually when Aaron's out of town because uh-huh. he does the cooking. But I'll do like orange chicken or I'll put chicken in there with like a jar of salsa okay. or a jar of tomato sauce I literally or something. will do this tonight because I have yeah. frozen chicken and I forgot to take it out of the freezer yeah, before I left. if you get like a jar of salsa, it turns into, you can do like tacos or whatever. But look, the, look like, at me. the like 10 minute button is a lie. Because the 10 minutes... Because it has to heat up. And chill out at the end. It's like, this is a 40-minute thing, Instant Pot. You, this is not faster. This is just... done any of it. Yes! Stop. Don't, at least tell me the truth when you market to me that it will cook for 10 minutes, and it'll be done in 10 minutes, and that's impressive, but the pressure on and the pressure off is another 30. It is, it is. Now, I don't have this, but do you have an air fryer? I do not do have an air fryer. Okay, I don't either. But everyone that does it, it's like they're a disciple of the air fryer. We have one in the office. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling air fryer <laughs> that we all kind of get to use and different. And so someone else currently has it, but I will get a turn. That's a great idea. Yeah. We could share our stuff. That's totally acts. Like we're just going to share all like, of our who stuff. Who can store an air fryer, Instapot, in a crock pot? Not any of us who have normal size. That is size. so true. So we, sisterhood of the traveling air fryer. I love it so much. Annie F. Downs, that sounds fun. The joys of being an amateur, the power of falling in love, and why you need a hobby. Thank you so much for coming on the happy hour. I I love you, friend, and I'm grateful for the work you're doing in the world. I love you, too. Thanks for having me. Okay, you guys. 
Once again, I'm sitting here wondering, do I have a hobby? What is my hobby? I want to hear from you guys. What's your hobby? Like, tell me what your hobby is, and maybe I'll pick it up as a hobby for myself. No matter what, I hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you want more of Annie, check out her podcast. That sounds fun. And check out her book. She's written lots of books, so this is just her newest one. Guys, don't forget the YouTube channel of mine, Jamie Ivy Show, launched this week. I'd love to hear what you think about it. I'm a little nervous and a lot excited. So head on over there and check it out. YouTube.com slash Jamie Ivy for the very new first episode season premiere of the Jamie Ivy Show. Today's show was mixed and edited by our friends Podshaper. Matt Graham wrote the music for the song. Abby Castell writes all of our show notes. And Lindsay Sweeney puts all this stuff together for you. I'm your host, Jamie Ivey. And I'm so grateful that you spent an hour with my friend Annie and I. Guys, come back on Friday because we have a show with my friend Faith Brooks. And we're talking about Black History Month. We're in the middle of Black History Month. And what does that mean? Why do we need it? How do we celebrate it? She's answering all those things for us. I'll see you then. Until then, have a happy hour with a friend. Share this episode. It's the number one way people find out is by you telling them about it. See you back here on Friday with my friend, Faith. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.